Ever wonder what it takes to really live the life of a digital nomad? Talk in detail about exactly that and seven reasons why anyone and everyone should do some long-term travel at least once in their life. That sounds interesting to you? Keep listening for this week's episode of The Nomadic Spirit. Hello and welcome to The Nomadic Spirit Podcast by Omar Mo Digital. And this is your host, Omar Mo. I'm incredibly grateful you guys are tuning in today and to listen to me talk for the next 15 minutes or so. I just wanted to give a quick intro about what my podcast is all about and who it's going to be beneficial for. So this podcast is for anybody that's either A, curious about the digital nomadic lifestyle and what it takes to go on long-term travel or just uh, wants to be entertained by travel stories or stories from experts who've lived the digital nomadic lifestyle themselves. And B, this is also for people who've lived the digital nomadic lifestyle, whether it be for weeks or months or years and just want to be happier, healthier, more efficient, more productive, more prosperous. So you can break this podcast down into five main points. Number, I'll just shoot them off right off the bat here, right? One, the online financial aspect. So any sort of income sources and strategies that allow you to live a life of locational freedom. This is both active and passive income sources, anything like freelancing, taking up remote work. I mean, there's tons of jobs that you can do online these days. Technology has gotten absolutely incredible and the amount of work that you can do without even get so much as getting up off your computer is absolutely incredible. So there'll be plenty of talk about that. I myself have done some freelancing and I run a small online business on the side. I'll definitely be bringing on tons of experts that'll be able to help any of you guys, whether you need money in a pinch or you've been doing this for a really long time. Right. Number two, I'll be talking about the travel logistics aspect of, of long-term travel. Uh, that include any sort of travel guide to different places, places that you've got to go and see, digital nomadic communities all around the world, packing lists when it comes to traveling. we If you've been doing this long enough, you know there's such thing as overpacking, but there's also such thing as underpacking. I'm talking to you, my ladies, that miss your cute little outfits back home. Then I'll be giving nomadic fashion tips. Of course, I'm a dude, so I'll be able to help dudes, but I'm a pretty fashionable dude, I'd like to say, so I got you guys fashion tips for the ladies i'll definitely be bringing on other women that'll help you out in those cases uh, number three we'll be talking about road relationships so navigating basically navigating through the complexities of keeping a vibrant social and dating life as a digital nomad now if you're constantly moving around all the time you know how challenging it can be to maintain strong friendships and relationships on the road especially i mean i'd like to say the nomadic life is kind of like a revolving door something i like to call five minute friends where people are constantly coming in and leaving your life on a daily basis and it's always really sad whenever someone leaves but you get kind of used to it and my I guess mission is to help you guys maintain those friendships and how you can actually create incredibly strong friendships and find love on the road as well whenever you're traveling and never really have to feel lonely. So I'll definitely be talking about that as well as bringing on relationship experts or other couples that have traveled together as digital nomads. Right, number four, we'll be talking about how to master the habits and mindsets that are needed 
to maintain both mental and body health whenever you're traveling. So it's quite easy to let yourself go when you're eating pasta day after day. If you're if you were a broke backpacker like me, um, also if you can't really find gyms, every single place you go travel to. It's really vital to learn different workouts and routines that you can do outside of having to join a gym, as well as different nutritional tips. And it, this varies from country to country too, believe it or not. Like for example, in Bali, you can live for about a grand a month and live and eat relatively well in healthy foods, versus in Australia, where with the same grand, the same one thousand dollars a month, I was spent. It was spent eating sardines and tuna so I can maintain maintain my protein intake. Right. Definitely, just want to help teach you guys as well as bring on fitness experts that have done the whole fitness and travel thing to help you guys live healthier lives while traveling and this also includes mental health right i mean whenever you travel as a nomad you tend to run into problems that you never run into at home whether that's um, social aspects whether that's uh, just the stresses of travel things like visa situations can get pretty annoying Um, and in any way any strategies that'll help you maintain a stable mind a peaceful mind and to be happy on the inside without losing that initial wanderlust that you had in your heart when you first started traveling, right? Because that's kind of easy to do as well. That travel burnout is what they like to call it. So I want to help any digital nomads that have experienced that to get help them get over it as well as avoid help other digital nomads avoid ever getting there in the first place. And then finally, to round it all off, we'll be talking about personal development a lot on this podcast. I mean, that's things like productivity hacks, mindsets, anything that sustains a digital nomadic lifestyle over the long term. And um, these mindsets are really important whenever you travel long term. I mean, it's I've met a lot of people, a lot of digital nomads, in fact, that uh, decided to just go travel and just figure it all out on the road. And sometimes that works, but sometimes you have no plan, you have no income coming in, and you tell yourself that you're going to figure it all out, and you maybe you're running away from something back home. And when you get out there, you just kind of break down, like you have no idea what you're doing, and you just go under. And um, mindsets, beliefs, in regards to travel and things like that, it's, it's it's just it's really important. And on top of that, many people travel because they're trying to find themselves or just grow into better people. And a lot of things help with that. Things like meditation, things like finding different reference points and experiencing different things. Uh, they all push you out of your comfort zone and they help you grow more. And that's essentially a big part of traveling in the first place, right? So we'll be talking a lot about personal development. I'll be sitting down with psychologists and other people that have grown a lot, including myself. I feel like I'm a completely different person from before I left to go travel. So we'll talk a lot about personal development on this show. For those of our listeners that have never really traveled in their life or never done any long-term travel at least, I just want to shoot out a quick seven bullet point list of why you should at why anyone and everyone should at least travel long term once in their life. And what I mean by long term is traveling somewhere for a month or longer. I would say at least three months to really experience a place and experience a life of living from just your backpack, right? 
So here we go. Seven points. Number one, personal growth. I can't talk enough about personal growth when you're traveling. It's like it's like self-improvement on steroids. The amount you grow whenever you travel is just nuts. Like the amount of, of growth you do at one year at home, living in your comfortable lifestyle that you're really used to versus life on the road is like 10x difference. It's crazy. Like when you meet people from all over the world, people from all walks of life, it just really opens up your perspective and your mind to how things really are in the world. I mean, that's that's just the best way to explain it without getting into too much detail. We'll definitely talk more about it on this podcast as it goes along. Number two, this one's for my couples out there. It helps your relationships immensely. If you're going through a rut, don't put a baby in her or don't get a baby. <laughs> Go travel. All right. Here's a simple way of putting it, especially if you're both broke and you're traveling together. It's an incredible team building exercise, right? And let me put it this way. Let me bring some psychology into it. So I'm sure you guys have heard about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And if you haven't, basically what it is, it's a pyramid that breaks down into five separate levels. On the bottom level is all your basic metabolic needs, things like air, water, food, shelter, sleep, sex, all of those things that you need. Otherwise, you just can't really be happy or live without, right? And then that goes up and every subsequent level is something that you need a little bit less. Your Your needs at the bottom of the pyramid are much more important than your needs at the top of the pyramid. Things like, for example, things like self-esteem and recognition are less important than things like air and water. And if you don't agree with me, uh, yeah, good luck living. But what I, my point is, what I'm getting at here is that whenever you travel, and especially when you travel you're, when you're broke, almost every day turns into a struggle of trying to find shelter and food, and water, and if not a struggle, it at least becomes a chore of trying to find it, right? You don't know what you're going to have for dinner that day, Uh, maybe your hostel week long, uh, you stay at the hostel, just ran out and you need to book another hostel, like you're you're worried about these things constantly where you wouldn't be worried so much about them at home because you, you probably have rent at your apartment or you have a house together and you just have that stability every day. You don't have that stability when you travel. So it kind of forces you in a relationship to get together and think about things and it's and how how to basically survive. And as messed up as that sounds, it's actually incredibly great for relationships. I know this firsthand. I met this girl who I ended up traveling. I mean, the entire relationship dynamic when you travel is completely different, but that's that's a story for another time. Uh, basically, I met this girl whenever I was traveling in my second year, and we we knew each other for like three weeks and ended up going to a completely different country together and spent the next entire year together. And that relationship was absolutely incredible. It taught us both so much about what goes into relationships and how, how, how love works and how, how intense it can be. Uh, that'll be, I'm sure I'll tell you guys that story sooner or later down the road. But basic point is travel, long-term travel is absolutely incredible for relationships. 
All right, moving on to number three. Who gives you more reference points in your life through the experiences you build through it? So what do I mean by that? Let's say you're absolutely colorblind and the only colors that you can see are red and yellow, right? And you go through your entire life, however old you are, let's say you're 25. You go through 25 years of your life only seeing the colors red and yellow. And someone comes up and asks you, what's your favorite color? You're either going to say red or yellow. Or maybe in your mind, you've come up with a bunch of colors for the color red and the color yellow. So like fire hydrant red or sunshine yellow, right? Now, let's say at your on your 26th birthday, you get some sort of eye surgery and all of a sudden you're able to see every single color on the spectrum, right? Now, if someone asks you what your favorite color is now, the chances of you saying red or yellow are significantly lower now that you can see whatever millions of other shades of colors that you can see, right? Same respect, before you go out and do some long-term travel, you might see life through one lens. You might see life in a very narrow-minded way. But when you go out there and you do some long-term travel, you submerge yourself into a different culture, into a different way of living, your your perspective broadens, your catalog of colors increases, the reference points and experiences that you can choose from and be wiser from expands, and thus you become a more well-rounded individual. Number four, travel is just an adventure of a lifetime. We are the first time in human civilization able to travel anywhere in the world and be able to make money from a machine that we carry in our backpack. And this is especially easier now that we have the iPhone whatever and the new MacBooks and all this crazy technology that just makes our life easier and faster. So with all this technology, why wouldn't you take advantage to tra- of the freedom to travel anywhere in the world and work? And it doesn't take much money to do this either. This is definitely something I'll be talking more about on this podcast. The amount of money it actually takes to travel long term versus the amount of money that people think they need to travel long term. But yeah, go travel long term. It still baffles my mind that there are so many people in my country alone, in the United States, that have not even so much as left their state, let alone have gotten a passport to go to a different country. Moving on to number five. Mambo number five. I don't know why I just got that in my head. A travel makes you more grateful for everything that you have in your life. Absence really does make the heart grow fonder. So I was gone for about three years, and... The amount of things that I missed back home, for example, my family, my friends, my soft bed. When you live from hostel to hostel, from Airbnb to Airbnb, you tend to miss your own bed back home. I missed having air conditioning. I missed having a cold bottle of water whenever I wanted one. It's just the little things. And I became much more appreciative and grateful for all those small things when I actually did come back home. With a renewed sense of gratitude and appreciation for the smaller things in life, things I never really considered luxuries until I came back, I just became more of an overall happier person. Gratitude 
is very strongly correlated with happiness, I would say. So, and many experts would agree with me as well. So, travel in an indirect way just makes you happier, even when you're not traveling. This ties in quite nicely to my sixth point. After living your life out of a backpack for weeks or months or years, you realize that you don't really need much to be happy in life. Whether that's your 14th shirt or your third pair of shoes or that car that you've always had, you don't really need all that to be incredibly fulfilled. Let me tell you why. According to a study done by Bronnie Ware, an Australian nurse who wrote the book, the top five regrets of the dying. Both number two and number four were regrets related to the relationships that people had in their life with other people. On the other hand, throughout the entire book, not one person regretted the fact that they never got their Ferrari or any other materialistic good that they wished they had throughout their life. Long-term travel itself emphasizes the fact that happiness lies in the relationships and people and experiences that you have in your life, not the amount of materialistic things that you own. And we'll round this list off with point number seven. I'll give you guys something tangible to think about this time. Long-term travel just gives you many more opportunities in all facets of your life. For example, whenever I was in Australia, I actually got the opportunity to sit down with the CEO of the biggest survey company in Australia and just talk about his journey and what he's been through. Now, of course, we have social media these days and I can reach out to anybody on LinkedIn or by, via email and just kind of sit down and talk to them. But you never really get that one-on-one, face-to-face, I guess, social aspect, connection building that you would if you actually met with somebody in person. So traveling just gives you more exposure to different people, different jobs, different places, and with more exposure comes more opportunity. With all that being said, I would like to thank you guys so much for tuning in today to the Nomadic Spirit Podcast. I'm incredibly grateful you guys decided to listen to me for the past 20 minutes, and if this helps even one person come to a decision of planning some sort of long-term travel in their future, I'll be happy. And if you guys could just help me out by sharing or liking or subscribing to this podcast, it would be awesome. This would help the podcast reach more people, especially people who need to listen to this sort of content. And I would be incredibly grateful as well. Thanks again for listening. I'll be releasing episodes at least once a week. So tune in next week. See you then.